headshot yeah. all the way. So, yeah, Great Kitty took a big old shit this morning Ooh. and didn't bury it. Mm-hmm. And I could smell it in the entire apartment. And I was like, I literally, like in a very literal sense, started to vomit. That's how bad it was. was are you sure it was Little Great Kitty or not? I'm sure because while I was, after I buried the turds and we're waiting for the smell to dissipate somewhat, I really had to go to the bathroom. I was like, I can't really take a dump. Oh, you know what else I saw? What? what? Two groundhogs fight. I thought one killed another oh. one. All right. Oh, by the way, really, Trash House Street. Trash House Street. Jamie Z. So groundhogs, lay it on me. Um, it was before we picked up Victor. Mark and I were talking, and we had our deck door, screen door open. Mm-hmm. And you hear like, ah, ah, like animal. And we're like, what the fuck is that? Mm-hmm. And Mark's like, there's a groundhog standoff. You see these oh, wow. two groundhogs just, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> and then in slow motion, the one starts chasing the other one, and it was mm-hmm. like, <laughs> wow. they went all the way around my house. To like my neighbor, not Tom and Ann's, but across mm-hmm. the street. And the one ground that caught it, knocked the other one on the back. And mm-hmm. it was just sitting there and we were watching. And then I'm like, is this thing going to kill the other one? So I went out and was the groundhog stopper. And the other one like ran off. Uh-huh. And the other one just laid there, just heavily breathing, uh-huh. panting. And I'm like, I think it might die. Ooh. So then I went back inside and we contemplated and being like, should we tell our neighbors? Mm-hmm. We have a dog and stuff. Like, yeah. I don't want the dog to rip it apart or it scratched mm-hmm. the dog or something. But anyway, I go pick up Victor and then I saw the groundhog get up and like yeah. walk away. He's probably just tired. It was sad. He was all fucked out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was exciting. Trish South Street. Um, did I tell you I saw a mink the other day? You did tell me that. Yeah, I'm all, sorry, all about the wildlife of southeastern Pennsylvania. Yeah. I've seen an otter. I saw a muskrat. In otter news. So what else is new? I mean, it's been a, a couple of weeks since we've recorded. So it's been a couple of weeks. Uh, the last podcast we recorded is in a state of limbo, mainly because I'm hoping the Mary Bell album comes so I can actually put songs on there. Mm. If it doesn't I, come... Did I send you songs? I sent you songs. You did, yeah. Okay. I'm literally, that's all I'm waiting for okay. is Mary Bell. And if it doesn't come probably today... We're just going to have to have no Mary Bell. Because I ain't paying for stuff twice because I can't... Uh... Um, uh, Mark might have it. If he oh. has it, do you want me to... Yeah. What song? Just, just uh, text cat, cat Orchestra. Okay. There's only one song, really. Cool. Oh, by the way, look at this note. So this, this these were edit notes. And I just wrote them down. Sacrifice Cat. So, uh, yeah, that was my response. So <laughs> Sacrifice is a song and Cat is a song. And I wrote saw that the next day. I was like, mm, that don't look good. <laughs> Especially like... If... Sacrifice Cat. Yes. Drink blood mm. of anal sacks. Mm. I don't know. Years ago, I had, I think I was in the eighth grade. Mm-hmm. I learned, I had written the word Mirda okay. on something, and Mirda is shit in Spanish. Ooh. And my father thought I wrote murder. It was he scared. Murder. It was like, we gotta talk. And I guess it was a pre-Columbine moment, even though I just wrote a dirty word because I thought it was funny. <laughs> so it's been a while since we've seen each other. Yeah, it has. How's uh, how's your week been going? I've had a I've had a delightful Stellar? week. Stellar. And this isn't even this is like a half story, but I'm going to tell you because I said I'd tell you for the podcast. Yeah. So Saturday, I went to. It was a house. So I've been house hunting. Mm-hmm. Which I mentioned, which is like the worst experience ever. It's, yeah, that's what I've been hearing that it's just terrible. And it gets worse and worse every time. I had seen a house the day before, 
was going to put a bid on it. Um, I needed to suss out the location because it kind of, when I went the night before, it took some, me some really half-assed, weird way. Was that the one you sent me, the address? It's, the one, it's basically oh, in Montgomeryville. Okay. It's literally... It's like in Lansdale, I thought, more. It's in Lansdale. It's in Montgomeryville, technically. Like, okay. actually, what ended up... So, this house, North Wales, North Wales is like an expansive area. It's like the Norse town of that part of the... That's where I was giving the vaccine. Was yeah. in North Wales. Where were we in North Wales? Penbrook uh, Middle School. Oh, all right. Right yeah. off of, like, Main Street there. Oh, okay, yeah. It's nice down there. So, anyway, so I went to look at this house... It took me through all these weird back roads, and then, like, in the last half mile, I crossed 202. Oh. So, but it's far enough north, like, mm-hmm. up on 202, it's not a big problem, but I was like, it's like, you know, like, roads like 202 or 422, they just become regular roads at a certain point. Yeah. That's what it was like. But anyway, I was like, oh, fuck, that would have been a lot quicker. I was going to scope it out the next morning, got my car, my 2014 Jeep Cherokee. Yep. And started to drive. As I was driving, I noted the mileage, and I shit you not, was like... <laughs> Yeah, probably going to have to get a car at the end of the summer. Probably going to have to get a car at the end of the summer. I, as I start to pull out of my development, my car just stops. Engine's running. The car stops. I get some weird message about the gear. Mm-hmm. But it goes on and off real quick. So I do what any sensible person would do, which is shut off my car. Mm-hmm. Except my engine would not shut off. It's so weird. And I call tow truck. They have to do some fucking weird magic. It won't go into neutral. It won't go into... It's where it's stuck in... It's sort of stuck in park, but not really. It's not recognizing it's in park. They tow it. And long story short, the guy calls me and he's like, you got a couple of problems. The big one is the only gear you have in your transmission that still works is fourth gear. So weird. So... Which he's like, and that's why your car wouldn't shut off because it, it try When you go into park, it goes to first gear in park. And because you're going to go to first gear, um, you can't park. So they tell me $8,000 for a transmission. And I go, knowing the answer, cis white male to cis white male. Um, who knows about cars? I don't know shit about cars. I was like, I realize there's a car of a certain age and a certain make and a certain mileage. In your opinion, is it worth dumping that kind of money into this car? Mm-hmm. And he goes, you know, there are cars of the, you know with as many miles as this and, you know, at this age and this blah, 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 that would be worth dumping that kind of money in it. 2014 Jeep Cherokee is not one of them. Oh, okay. It's not even a particularly good story except for I'm largely, I, I'm almost entirely 100% remote from home. Uh, the next week was the one week probably in three months I've had to be at work. So they threw me 5K for my trade-in, which is shocking, huh. considering that the car won't start at all. Because they're like... This fucker, we're taking this fucker for a ride. I don't think so. I think it's, um, I like, I think we figured out the warranty. There's a 10-year warranty on it, and they probably, maybe there's something in the warranty that they're obligated to pay a certain amount of, because it's very maybe, expensive, like, yeah. for a car that's shit at this point. Yeah. Anyway, so it's not much of a story, but yeah, that's that's the crux of it. I mean, some other stuff happened, too. Um, I work at a building, basically, I work at a company has a very large campus, larger than a lot of colleges. Friday, I got lost <laughs> and actually wandered around for 45 minutes because I went out the wrong door. We have these masks, like, you know, like we wear face masks. Do you have to do. get fit tested? No, not for these. These aren't okay. like N95. Masks. I got fit tested oh. this week. It was interesting. And these masks are very, they're very well made. They're very dense. They're very form-fitting. I got winded walking around. Damn. That's how restrictive they are. I'll let you see one after. Yeah. They have a whole bunch of like, Ones I've never used. 
Yeah, so our fit test, yeah. I had to go on campus and they put the mask on you and you've, you know, try to make it comfortable. And then they put this fucking like fire hood thing on your face and yeah. then they spray this stuff that tastes bitter. Yeah. So, yeah, I had to do that like for five minutes. Like none of the masks were working really well yeah. for me. So I used to wear a respirator for work all the time and I had to do that okay. once a year. Huh. And they, they've actually switched to something else. They don't use that anymore. But yeah, if you're not aware, it's this chemical that triggers your, basically your bitter taste. And if yeah. you taste it, it's it's not good. And apparently a, a guy told me there are certain people who are super tasters. And it is, it's like getting maced in the mouth if you're super sensitive really? to bittering. Yeah. Huh. But yeah, I've done that before. You do positive and negative pressure. And, and then you have to like move your head and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, to speak. Yeah, I've done and that before. I think they're worried more with like TB for me. Yeah. But... What's up with your week? Nothing. Yeah, I gave out the COVID vaccine on Mi- Sunday. Lots of microchips, yeah. Yeah, lots of microchips. And that was interesting. And, uh, but uh, it, was, it was cool. It was mm-hmm. nice. It was a nice little setup. It was. They actually have one tomorrow, but I, I did not sign oh, up. Good, yeah. Just gearing up for school. Mm-hmm. Two more semesters left. And mm-hmm. then... Uh, I've been filling out a bunch of paperwork because I'm going to be a Paoli, a Paoli, Pottstown Hospital and Phoenixville Hospital oh, nice, for different yeah. things. So, um, yeah, it's been, yeah. I wish I could have another week off, to be yeah. honest. But they're actually um, giving us a week off in July. Oh, oh nice. It's pretty cool, nice. which doesn't happen that often. So, um, Before you know it, you'll be wearing white dinkles and smothering old people with a pillow to steal right. their pills. Yep. <laughs> I actually went out to yeah. a restaurant with friends. Oh, wow. Wednesday night, yeah. I uh, met some friends at Bahama Breeze. Did it feel weird? Yeah, it was the first time I've been out oh. in like year, like mm-hmm. since I think Valentine's yeah. Day, two, 20, mm-hmm. 20? No, 2019. I don't remember. Wow. Well, Valentine's Day 2020 would have yeah, been right I, before. Yeah, that's the last time I went out. This last day of work at my, my, not my old job, one of my old jobs, but my, not the last, I, a while ago, the job yeah. I worked at forever, the muffin shop. Yeah, it was a good time. It was just like it was like four or five of us, and uh, we had some fish tacos. And oh. Everyone had fruit fruit drinks other than me drinking yeah. Miller Lite because I can't drink mm-hmm. hard liquor. So. Yeah, but it was a good time. It was mm-hmm. nice. I got invited out by uh, my one friend. She goes to the Perky every now and then. Oh, so nice. She uh, roundabout said like. I got invited from another person that was like, oh, I'm not going to probably be there, but Marissa said she'll be oh, there. But mm. I didn't end up not going just because too much shit going yeah, on. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, people are probably like, what the fuck? Mm. Is there any music? Uh, so, are Talk we going to um, Alanis? I got to see, like I saw one email saying that shows are opening up, but I haven't gotten anything else. I have to research it. So, theoretically. I think it said August 28th. Yeah, Philly, but I don't know. I guess your tickets. I think the tickets are still good. I have to research that. Just to make it's sure. at the Man, though, right? No, it was at um, Susquehanna. Uh, oh, so you're outside though. Yeah, I would still. I'm. I wouldn't. I'd probably do it. Yeah, maybe. I got to see how I feel. <laughs> well, it's tough. Um, we'll talk about a couple of other concerts, I guess, right now because. Yeah. Um, so I'm doing I'm doing three, but two of them are going to be kind of short. Uh, I'm doing three, but they're all short because yeah. they weren't the best reviews. I was gonna say yeah, it, this was <laughs> this is end up being even like a weird week and today especially because yeah, I got a new let's... car today. Anyway, um, I can go first. Yeah, I'll do Wound Man because it's literally yeah, that was short. Four to five minutes. Wound Man. Excuse me. So Wound Man, 
I think I've, I know I've reviewed them before. They're, I, I really like them. Power, power violence, ultra violence, a little hardcore mixed in. They had a release called the Jawbone Sessions that came out May, which is this month. Mm-hmm. And they're out of New Bedford. And as I said, they're power violence, hardcore. They The last thing they did that I think I reviewed, they did a split with um, Regional Justice Center. Yeah, it like sounds right. Actually. Yeah. So this is, I think, their first release since then. They are working on a new album. Mm-hmm. But this they just put this little little appetizer out. Yeah. Um, so it starts off with Leashed. And I thought it was the best song in the this album. One, the, the, the opening really threw me. It's like that 80s synth, synth I, horror I, soundtrack. I was not expecting. You're like, what? Yeah, yeah this is what like I was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna review this. Yeah, it comes out with, like just keyboards like, ah, and like as I said, imagine like 80s synth horror like in your head, um, and then bam, it's like hardcore power violence. I'm sure you're like, ah, there it is. Um, and it's like machine gun drums, like buzz and bass. It's yeah. everything you're going to get with a uh, power violence band. Jawbone is a whole 45 seconds long. Mm-hmm. Blazing, uh, pretty much just wall of sound. It almost had a little bit of doom metal uh, with it. They yeah, had a I, really good mix of stuff. I thought it was, yeah. I was like, this is a, like, a lot more into metal. The next song, Punisher, pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it ends with a COC cover, a Corrosion of Conformity, Indifferent. I don't know that song, but uh, it was a good cover. <laughs> I enjoyed it. So anyway, I love Moon Man, and I will listen to pretty much anything they do. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm excited they're doing a new record. Just seeing that first track, Leashed, I'm kind of wondering what they're going to be doing. If they're going to change some stuff up, mm-hmm. or like just add synths and stuff. But yeah. I don't know. It was kind of cool. That's good. I liked it. I liked it too. That's cool. Yeah, so Moon Man, check it out if you like um, good power violence. Mm-hmm. Switching it up. Yeah. Check out Wind Man. They're pretty awesome. All right. So I'm going to talk about this one. The one I was going to talk about last first because it's a little different. So um, recent turned out of punk. Uh, Bruce McCullough of Kids in the Hall was on. Yes, it was. I yeah. liked it. I liked it. It was good, yeah. Who got stabbed at a Dead Kennedy show yeah. and was super into the punk scene. Mm-hmm. I like turned out of punk at times. Like, I like it. The problem is sometimes he gets a little too distracted. And for me personally... Side like when he's just asking, he's just talking, shooting out the names of bands. Like, did you see the, you know, Rebadow? Did you see the? A lot of people are Dixies? turned off to that. Mm-hmm. Like to me, that's just him being a nerd and yeah. just like seeing what he listened to. Like mm-hmm. it, the, I, you're not the first person that has said that. A lot of people think he's name dropping or trying to sound smart. No, I think he's really into it. I don't think he's. Yeah, yeah I agree. I, yeah, he's super excited, but it's just, it's not something I'm particularly interested in yeah. because they don't really. It seems like he doesn't. But other times he's, you know, he's good as good. And the Bruce McCullough episode was it's a really, really good. good balance. Very interesting. But at the very end, when he does his almost um, requisite, can I have you on for a part yeah. two? He's like, I didn't even get into the Mouth Congress stuff. Yeah. So I was like, Mouth Congress, I had to look that up. And I did, and I liked it, and I'm glad I did. So mm-hmm. so what do you think? So Mouth Congress is a band. Mm-hmm. Um comprised of, among others, Paul Bellini, who's the guy in the towel from Kids in the Hall, and Scott Thompson. Yeah. Scott Thompson was on um, Turned Out of Punk. I gotta find that one, yeah. yeah. He's the gay guy from Kids in the Hall. Paul Bellini is also gay. Bruno but he's, Ponce Jones. Yeah, but he's probably the one who had the the most traditional post-kids career because he pops up in a lot of stuff. Yeah, I like him. I like he's in funny. Larry Sanders, he's yeah. on Hannibal. Um, I like him a lot. Paul and Scott met in college, are like best friends, and they formed this band, Mouth Congress. 
in 82, two years before the kids in the hall formed. Okay. So that's in and of itself is kind of weird, goofy, because you'd expect like... I thought it was after, to be honest. That's what I thought at yeah. first, but no, they, they... Either they started putting out stuff later... Yeah, they, they... 82, they... Well, in your college, they, they started this band, Mouth Congress. On the live album they do, Scott Thompson makes a joke about... Yeah, being in a band is what kept me from dying of AIDS in the 80s because I would have been such a slut if I didn't have to rehearse. <laughs> uh, pretty funny. So, anyway, Math Congress is a, in their own words, a gay 80s punk band. Yeah. Now, I would, I guess, I would say punk in the sense that there was a period of time when any music that didn't fit. It's like how New Way, like Blondie. That's exactly heads, what, yeah. yeah, like the pre, like any band that wasn't traditional mm-hmm. was punk. Like, because, like, U2 was considered a punk band. Mm-hmm. The Police. And it's, if you watch very early, I, like I think I watched, and I've probably talked about it here before, it was U2's first. Yeah, they, they're appearance. straight labeled as a punk band. And I think they, Police as well. And they kind of sell it like with look, and you can see it's like they just didn't know what to call these people. Yeah. Well, even like The Police Fallout is kind of their most like, yeah. punk. If anything, I would say um, uh, Mouth Congress is, the music of Mouth Congress is what would, in another couple of years, be college rock yes before alternative rock. before all or then alt rock and then it was just all whatever yeah and then grunge took over and so anyway so what do you think mouth congress is um well i listened to the four songs no no sorry babe what oh. do you think the name mouth congress i'm is? not sure all right so i had to look it up so mouth congress is blowjobs okay so you know like sexy or so into he's engaged in sexual congress Mouth. Uh, that was my response too, by the way. Uh, uh. And this is hard to say. It's I didn't. I was thinking of something along the lines of using your mouth, yeah. but I didn't want to um, assume. Yeah, anything. well, assume away. There's not a lot of subtlety with this. I didn't have as much time to go into this album as I would have liked, even though I listened to it a couple times before. Um, the one I sent you was the Northman's Own. Mm-hmm. Which I think is their most solid album. Um, it opens with a song, The Long Dark Twenties. That's a good which song. Which is really good, yeah. and it's just about wasting your 20s. So it's smoking hash and just getting high in your 20s and just being a loser. If you don't pay attention to the lyrics, it it sounds like a regular just And that's band. why I chose this out, because it is... Yeah. It's very, like, a lot of times when people go into, like, comedy rock, we'll call it, of any sort. Yeah. The music is there to serve the comedy. It's not the other way around. A lot of these bands don't have the strongest music. I know there are a lot of comedy rock albums, bands I like. Yeah. I like Garfunkel Notes. I like Stephen Lynch. I like Guar. Although Guar's not comedy rock. They're kind of tongue-in-cheek punk. Or metal. I liked We Love Disco. We Love Disco <laughs> is really good. It's like this song about that's how like disco That's like the go- a more goofy song. But yeah, like that's it. like the goofiest song. There's what Love Was Implied, which is just about... Hooking up with somebody and imagining you're in a relationship, but you're not in a relationship at all. Six Soul of Europe seems to just be about Euro trash. That's like a, oh, a okay, piano ballad, actually. Yeah. It's kind of like mournful. It's good. My favorite song on the album is A Doggy Symphony, which is Paul wrote eight short songs about his pet beagle. Oh. And they're in different styles. There's like a 50s style. There's like a metal song. But it's just funny because they're just light little songs about a dog. <laughs> Physically challenged by your love, I think, is just being with someone who's deeper than you and you just care about their body. The formula a lot is very inventive. Gordon Deersley, Gord, mm-hmm. is also a contributor um, who's been in a whole bunch of bands, I guess. 
I just know that Bruce McCullough mentioned him multiple times. And yeah. I assumed he was one of the shadowy men from a shadowy planet. He's not. But I think he's just a freelance, like, you know, singer-songwriter. And that's about it. Not a lot to say. There is a song, one of the songs, one of their other albums. I don't remember the whole song. I think it's Big Daddy. There's a line that's like, it sure as pussy is a cat. <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah, it's very fun, very inventive. They put up a whole bunch of stuff, I think, in 2015 on Bandcamp. Okay. There's a documentary that I want to watch. Interesting. On Math Congress. There's a live album that has, they only play like four songs, and it's mainly them talking about a, it being a fundraiser to put their mothers in homes. And they're like, no, we can afford to put our mothers in homes. We just can't afford to keep them there. And it's just, at one point, Paul collapses on stage, quote unquote, and Scott's like, please, we need medicine. Does anyone have any pharmaceutical grade cocaine? <laughs> so it's pretty funny. And like, they're, they're really good friends. And yeah, it's fun. It's inventive. And it's probably a lot better musically than it yeah, should be. I thought so too. I was like kind of surprised because you're thinking like, just kind of like goofy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I enjoyed it. What- and like my only not problem is unfortunately like I had such a weird a weird week for a number of reasons and especially a weird today because it's usually when I do my final notes mm-hmm. I couldn't find I couldn't I was too burned out to find a good angle to really discuss it further other than it's really good check it out I bought a forty five I saw that which has um, tactile gonna be a man gonna be a man and I thought it has long dark twenties on there but maybe not I think side one has another song on there. And then we'll talk about that other album you have shortly. Well, in a bit. So that's it. Short but sweet, even though we're 24 minutes in. I want to check it out more. I just ran out of time. Yeah. I actually was going back to something else that you yeah. were um, sent me. I was listening to earlier oh. today. Sentinel. Yeah. Sense of Dread came out this month, May 2021. Off of, I think it's Streets of Hate is the uh, record label. So Sentinel is Ace from Breaking... Breakaway? Wow. And Kiss? <laughs> um, no. A Dude from Restraining Order, Age of Apocalypse, yep, and Mind hey. Force. Oh, Mind Force. Mm-hmm. I like Mind Force. I think on there, he, this is like really new, mm-hmm. and I follow Ace on Instagram, and he posted about singing for this band, and I would have never recognized it was his voice. Yeah. Mark was like, did you check it out? And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I didn't check it out yet. And I guess it says for fans of like Motorhead, mm-hmm. Van, uh, Venom, and Bastard. I've only really listened to Motorhead off of all those. And Ace, to me, sounds really a lot like Lemmy. <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. that anyone could be Lemmy, but he just reminds me of... Well, a lot so, of people do the Lemmy, I think. Yeah. Do the Lemmy. Um, starts off with March of Pain, and it's a tight metal with cool riffs. Drum work's really impressive. I love the guitar work, and I like the little acoustic part at the end. What else do we have here? Sentinel's my favorite song off of it. Has this 80s metal feel. It's like Judas Priest Motorhead with Kill Your Idols mixed in a little bit. Yeah. And it has some really awesome guitar solos. It has like a little groove metal in it, a little finger wag into it. I really like it. It's my favorite song on the album. Sense of Dread is more of a metallic, I'm sorry, melodic metal song. The guitars for some reason remind me of Hearts Barracuda that bum 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 bum. Yeah. I don't know that, that they just have that oh, but yeah. they just have that sound to it. And it reminds me a little bit of early, not early, not this song, a little bit of um, when Maiden does their more metal, like mm-hmm. uh, melodic songs or whatever. Yeah. And then it goes into an interlude. Um, next song after that is Control You. That was probably my second favorite mm-hmm. song off the album. 
a little more hardcore mixed in with some motorhead drum and guitar works really great it's tight as fuck um i like how the guitars almost answer back to ace's vocals demon heart is uh it's like a high tune guitars that attempt to raise the dig Woo! this is a song that remind me of it do you ever listen to iron maiden before dickerson how it's almost like that crossover like punk metal feel it's I think I have, but I'm not super into it, if I remember. But. Um, that's what it slightly reminded me of. Um, I haven't listened to it in a little while, but I was surprised of... God, that's... Levels are leveling yeah, out. Yeah, I'll keep it, yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't know what's going on tonight. Like, I have the gain turned real down. Hmm. This is music talk. So anyway, go ahead. It's a new hell, slower, melodic metal with a more focus on the guitar, and it picks up the pace throughout, mm-hmm. the, throughout the song. And then Dear Cops, which is a Bastards cover... I've never heard the song before. More more hardcore feel to it, and uh, pretty fast. Mm-hmm. So I, I super dig this. I love it all around. I like Ace's vocals. I like how every instrument's like showcased. Mm-hmm. I think it's a really solid release. It's like that throwback to like, as I said, like how Motorhead and Judas Priest yeah. are. It's like it's not super rock and roll, but it's not super metal. But it's like it's somewhere that, weird, that zone before like metal became hair metal. Like yeah, where yeah. By the you know, the 60s and 70s bands. But not it has that kind of English metal going on, yeah. but at the same time, with a little rock and roll, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, no, I got you. Yeah, no, um, I But I, I really liked it, and I, I forgot to say, too, that these guys are out of New York. Uh, They're kind of out of everywhere, but mm-hmm. they list New York as their home state, I guess. So anyway, um, check it out. I like Sentinel. I think they're yeah. fun. I think the out, it's more or less an EP. I think it was six songs mm-hmm. or whatever, but it's really good. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I wasn't sure if you'd like it or not. Uh, I liked it. Like, it's, yeah. I thought it was just different, but... Yeah. I dugs it. I'm going to get a beer. Oh. And get my phone. Because there's something I was going to show you on my phone. Wow. I forget what it was. Mm. It's a picture of my my boob. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> my boob. <laughs> oh, I got a public service announcement, folks. Don't smoke marijuana and play Resident Evil Village. Because you will not have a good time. Apparently there's a new Resident Evil. Yeah, v- Resident Evil. How is play. it? It's awesome. Is it, it is... jump scare? <laughs> there's a little jump scares, but it's like... All right, so I'll, I'll go into this real quick. Um, so Resident Evil Village is like the eighth or ninth game. I don't know. It takes place in like Europe. And it's very like weird fairy tale-esque. Like I'm in a castle now. Um, and you're looking for... Main character is Ethan... Yeah. And you're looking for... So just a preview for it. Or yeah, it just came out like last week. Okay. Um, and you're looking for your daughter and there's like this vampire lady who's chasing you shit. And it's really scary. And the thing that got me is so when you're going around and you're like looking, you're like... And that like, it just heightens the tension so much. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. I think it's a bit more action oriented than some of the other is there ones. Is like puzzle stuff or is there shit just trying to scare you? There's puzzle stuff. Okay. Because I don't know if I could handle... I'm not... We call it jump scare because that's what Victor's like. Is it scary? Is it jump scare? Yeah, he can't watch it. Yeah. This, <laughs> this is an after... Yeah, there's no Victor Zimmerman. Like, I like... Um, I love the Resident Evil games, yeah. but I I don't know if I have the nerves for it right now. Well, that's my problem. Most of these games usually... And I love survival horror. I love... That's like one But of I usually end up tapping out because it becomes too... It's not fun anymore. It's just it's too yeah. stressful. It's like... Oh, this one has, like, a, a fucking living doll. And I'm like, no. Oh. I was like, I know where I'm going to stop playing this game. Whenever that shows up. Yeah, I bought it. I really like it. I can play it, like, 45 minutes at a time. 
It's like in Red October when there's, they say there's a radiation leak and people can only be below decks for X amount of time. You want me to go again? You won't... Well, I got two more, so I go. Okay. Yeah. I said three. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got like, I think... I forgot I went first. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. Moon Man's a whole... Uh... Moon Man. <laughs> what? It's Big Man. Yeah. It's a sequel. It's yeah, the less successful it sequel. <laughs> Wounded by a spoon. <laughs> All right, what you got? I can't get over Wound Man. It's the white boy summer of this episode. Is it Wound or Womb? Womb, womb man. man. Oh, by the way, like, I got to address this because I sort of like to talk about it in the notes for the last episode. Between the cats staring at us and fucking white boy summer, it so threw me especially off my game. And I watched that fucking video like five more times. Um, he has an Instagram account. Just saying. He works out a lot. I watched, yeah, I watched, um, it was an interview with Colin Hanks mm. talking about, <laughs> he got asked about Chet Hanks, is significantly younger than Colin Hanks. Yeah. He does say, you know, you know, everyone's really supportive, uh, you know, in my family, if you work hard, he really does work hard. Apparently and he then he, he makes us, he's like, he'll do something and I'll be like, eh, if you're not going to listen to my advice, go with God. <laughs> And he makes a look like, oh, yeah, I know he's a fucking, like, fuck up, but, you know, what are you going to do, family? Yeah, yeah. Gal Pals. Velvet Rut is the album. So this is a weird one. This is from Paper Cup Music. Yeah, you told me to listen to the first four songs, yeah. right? So do you know what other band that we both love come out is off Paper Cup? What? Boy Toy. Oh, okay. Which probably makes more sense when you hear... The style of this album as well. Yeah, it makes sense. And other people too, but Boy Toy's the one, you know, that I think of. So, uh, Velvet Rut, this album, it came up as a new release, but yeah, it actually came out in 2015. Yeah. Now, I did a little research. Oh, there are two pieces out of Texas originally, and I think they live in Los Angeles now. It's only two piece, huh? Yeah, only oh, two piece. Interesting. They, um, and they, they're active. They actively tour. As of 2019, they announced a new album coming out. I think something happened in 2020 to kind of forestall a lot of people's yeah, plans. What? Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, I assume that because they, they sort of reposted or sort of brought this back to the surface, meaning Paper Cup, that maybe a new album is in it. Imminent. Imminent. Yes. Imminent. Imminent. It's coming out soon, probably. Imminent. Intimate. Gal Pals are, um, like I said, it's a two-piece, uh, guitar, drum, and two-part harmony. Where are they out of? Texas. That's Austin, right, did say Texas. That, yeah. Which isn't really like Texas. It's Austin. It's not I guess. Home of Joe Rogan. <laughs> yep. And Austin Simply Limits. Okay. And Sam Austin. <laughs> Shut up. The best way to describe him is either as garagey pop punk or punky garage rock. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they're really like a power pop band. They're very strong. It's probably like that West Coast scene, that early West Coast scene right before if... The Go-Go's had learned how to play their instruments while they were like better while they were still in that punk phase. This is what they would sound like. Yeah, I could see that. And I told you to listen to the first four songs because yes. I feel like those are the strongest songs in the album. Okay. Like I'm really into the, at least the first part of this album. I can discuss why I'm not into the rest shortly. It opens with "Get Over It," which is the best song in the it's album. It's really it's cool like, song. It's yeah. super energetic. It's frantic. It's heart attack inducing. I was like, "This is awesome." Yeah. Lo-fi, surfy, garage punk. Yeah. Uh, it's fun. Yeah, yeah, I like it. And this is probably one of the things that helps this band, like, is the fact that it's a two-piece. So you can you can only get so high fidelity with two instruments, um, and 
not a lot of production in the, and I mean that in the best possible way. Yeah, yeah. It has um, a nice raw sound to it. Nice raw sound. It. Yeah. Um, X Marionette, another good song. When I first listened to the X Marionette, and then Earthquake was the next song. Yeah. I was like. Does Kate Pearson and the V-52s have a side project? <laughs> I can see that, yeah. And it does not, but I was li- I, for, I was like either either this is like uh, Belinda Carlisle doing some weird shit or it's, yeah, it's like the B-52, like they they, yeah. got, they kick Fred Schneider out. Yeah, um, they're like, get out. Or I don't think Kate or the other girl, uh, Claire, I don't think either of them actually play drums or guitar. So that would, there was that theory. As the album progresses, the music sort of adjusts to a bit more mainstream. And it sort of suffers like uh, the same thing that Rag Shakers suffers from, where it's a little too samey yeah, to be I, super engaged. I don't mean to cut you off. Like the first, like Get Over, I was like, this is awesome. And yeah. Marionette, I'm like, I really like this, this too. Is, yeah. And then I'm like, this next one, I'm like, this kind of sounds the same, but it's cool. And, and then once it got to Here's to the Girls or whatever, I'm like, it sounded a little different. Yeah. Now there's one song later in the album called Dumbhead. That I, I like, yeah, that's my response just because it was such a funny <laughs> name. And that was kind of a little different. That was like fun. But all in all, like it was a good band. It was the, the, definitely the first album. I'm curious to see what they come out with next. Yeah, I thought it was very interesting. So short and sweet. Yeah. Your turn. Remember Sports Like a Stone came out April 2021 mm-hmm. off of Father Slash Daughter Records. Mm. This is, a, I think, their fourth album. Yeah. They're from Philadelphia. They're kind of all. Rock, indie, bass. I think they consider themselves basement rock. And mm. I, they've toured with like a bunch of people, um, Joyce Manor being one of the bigger ones. Mm. And they get compared to a lot to Rilo Kelly. Yeah. Well. Slater Kinney. Nah. I forget what else. Yella what? Tango. Which I'm sure they, they used to be on XMU all the time. I can assume. I feel like I've heard Yella Tango and I don't remember. So yeah, I but, can't. Um, yeah, they used to. They have a ton of shit out. So anyway, I was like, oh, from Philly, I'll check them out. So it starts off with Pinky Ring, which they actually have a video. Mm-hmm. And it's this catchy, alt-90s, like, sweet, heartfelt, almost feels like it could be on um, the single soundtrack. I'll let you do this review, and then I'll tell you my thoughts, because I think we're going to align very closely. I do. At first, well, after listening to, like, a lot of your stuff, I want to do something different. Yeah. I was like, kind of, so I was like, ah, oh, this kind of seems like a bo- something both of us would like. Yeah. All right, and then it goes to Coffee Machine, which is actually a really cool mm-hmm. song. It's like a, it, it is a 39-second song, and it's very sweet mm-hmm. to the point. Boom, over. My favorite song is Sentimentality. Mm-hmm. Sentimentality. Sentimentality. Um, Alt-rock with a kiss of, like, folk slash country. Yeah. Um, very indie rock. Almost like a first aid kit was indie rock, if yeah. that makes sense. And it's about, like, overanalyzing her relationships. Mm-hmm. Really cool song. Really cool. I like it. Easy, another good song. It's faster, kind of um, garagey sings like singer slash songwriter feel to it. Uh, Juliana Hatfield popped up. Yep. Um, who has a new album out? We'll go back to that oh, later. Really? Oh, yeah, Mark loves it. Um, so in that song, Easy, the guitars are kind of like garagey pop punk feel to it, um, mm-hmm. and it's very catchy. It's very emotional. I dig it. Eggs is like a- I laughed um, when I started to, like the yeah. first the, like the first couple lines. I was like, yeah. really. A chill, another kind of folk country feel to it. Yeah, they have some classic lyrics mm-hmm. <laughs> about yeah. like the egg leaving your yeah. uh, ovary. Mm-hmm. Kind of made me snicker. Like a Stone, another indie folk song with uh, kind of garagey vibes. Sweet emotional song. Um, some 
dude is uh, singing along with her. I'm guessing it's a dude. Carmen Perry is the woman. That's what I was looking Carmen for. Carmen Perry. Oh, I could have told you that. Oh. Falling Awake, I think, is my favorite song on the album. It's faster. Um, it almost has that more like that pop power punk or power ugh, whatever. Alt feel. Also a little uh, lo-fi. I like the lyric. Um, I could be the mess you make. It's like this very obsessive um, in quote-unquote love. That's a really cool song. Flossy Dicky. Almost reminds me of Violent Femmes. It has this like garage AB rock. It's falling its brawl. Turning the page. Out Loud is their longest song. It's clocks in almost seven minutes. It's like six minutes, 49 seconds. Pretty good. I dig it. Um, I started losing interest though halfway through. Yeah. Nothing against them. They're very they're lyrically amazing. Like yeah. they're really good lyrics. And then it ends with um, odds are. And it ends on that folky, like, I'm out of this town kind of feel to mm-hmm. it. Um, and it's a good song to wrap, wrap up the album. Um, altogether, I thought it was really good. It just wanted something different that harkened back to, like, that 90s alt sound mm-hmm. that I always, like, you know, part of my yeah. childhood. And I thought you would enjoy this. I liked it a lot. Especially um, they're from Philly, which was cool. Yeah. So um, what did you think? So I liked it a lot. It reminded me of, this would be the story, if this were the 90s, there were like a million bands that were all essentially fronted by a woman who sounded like she got her start playing at coffee houses. Yes. Here's here's a name from I'm gonna pull a name from the deep dark past. Tracy Bonham. Okay. Yeah. You know, mother, mother. Yeah. So it reminded me a lot of those bands. Um, the thing Carmen Perry, that Slim Pickens thing that Carmen Perry mm-hmm. does with her voice. You know, oh, Mr. Douglas, reminded me a lot. At least, as like, and I'll say her vocals, the inflection of her vocals reminded me a lot of Kurt Cobain, especially on the Unplugged album. At yeah. times, she reminded me a little bit of Sheryl Crow, like a tiny, tiny bit. Yeah. but like I said, there's a whole era, and like I said, this I think more so than a lot of band captures that perfectly. Yeah, but I, I it was very enjoyable because I haven't heard that sound in a little yeah. while. Yeah, um, but yeah, I really liked it. So yeah, I liked it a lot. So. um... Remember sports. Remember sports. Out of Philly. Philadelphia. You know who's not out of Philly? Teke Teke. They are definitely not out of Philly. So they're out of Montreal, yeah. Quebec. Which I was like, ah. And this is one of those, it was going to be a throwaway. It's great. I love this. I ended up just buying the vinyl right before you came. I was like, I got to do this. Yeah, I, I listened to it a couple times so, already. So this album is Shiru Shiru. Uh, Teke Teke is a seven piece out of Montreal. They feature. Uh, it features a shinobu, which is a traditional Japanese flute. If you ever seen a kung fu movie, you know what I'm talking about. Yes. A taisho koto, which is like a weird stringed instrument with keyboards. Hmm. Like you press the keys and it plays a string. It's not my guarantee you recognize the I'm sound sure. as well. Yeah. And a trombone, which adds a very surreal quality to a lot of these songs. And Teke Teke is inspired by a musical movement called Aleki, hmm. which is basically 70s Japanese, largely instrumental music, inspired by surf rock. Mm-hmm. 70s Japanese psychedelic. Rock. Yeah, it's awesome. I, I can't kind of, get enough of that shit. I can't get enough. Like, uh, Quentin Tarantino would be jerking off <laughs> hardcore to yeah, that. Yeah, like, the, the minute you hear the second song, yeah, or even the first song, you're like... Mm-hmm. Quentin Tarantino. This would be yeah. a soundtrack. Especially. So yeah, the uh, the first song is Kala Kala, which is very catchy. And like I have the note Tarantino-esque. Mm-hmm. Yoruni 
is the second song is very surfy. And that's one of my favorites. That's one of my, I was like, what is this? And the thing is, so a band like this, you could go two ways. You're either totally turned off, you're not into mm-hmm. it, or you're like, yeah. I don't know, we like throwback shit, so like, mm-hmm. it's, I don't know. And I think that the, the key is they change it, like, because all these songs could sound exactly the same. You're like, oh, that's cute, that's a gimmick. But they sound different. Yeah. They do enough, but while adhering to the sort of, I would say, the principle of the band, that it's amazing. Yeah, um, it doesn't it strictly, like, go that 70s mm-hmm. route. Like, it goes kind of all over the place, mm-hmm. but it it works, yeah. in my opinion. Like, uh, there's a band, Dobogara is, like, like that, kind of yeah. doomy bossa nova. It's in a style I always like to refer to as Star Trek brothel music. Yeah. Like, there'd be a green woman yes. dancing. <laughs> um, um, and I'm going to skip over one to talk about the best song last. Uh, Kirishi is very doomy. And then you have, like, uh, Tekasomi, which is very, you know, mellow. And all these songs, there's a lot of variety, but the headbanger, the song that trumps every other fucking song, in my opinion... Is Barbara? I have Barbara down. Yeah. Barbara is speed cut with mescaline. Yeah. <laughs> it is fucking amazing. See, when I heard that song, I was like, "Whoa, this is a really different album." Like, yeah. After hearing, and this is what made me that. So is Barbara that is the fourth very, song or fifth, sixth. The fourth or fifth song. It might be the fourth song. It's the song that made me really notice this album, and it's almost the vocals are almost burlesque. They're very. They have this abrasive, slightly too loud, hallucinogenic quality, and. It's it's very energetic. It's fun. It's Fellini esque, for yeah, lack of a better I can word. See that, yeah. And then, and this this is one where having the trombone makes it seem really like off-putting in a good way. Uh huh. It is hallucinogenic. It is great. And then when you go to look at the English translation of the lyrics, I didn't. It's fucking these insane, like it's just madness. It is crazy. <laughs> I like it. And it is. I love it. Kaminori. Do you remember that song? Yeah. The K? That's a really weird song. Yeah. I listened to the first bit of it, and I like fast forward. I'm like, wait, what the fuck happened? And it really reminds me of Bjork's song. It's like starts off kind of like fast, and then mm-hmm. it just goes into her like mm-hmm. like singing. Yeah. It, it's, it was just kind of bizarre to me. But the, I, I thought yeah, it was a standout. They remind me a bit of a band I'll probably do next time, because they actually have a new album. Godspeed, you Black Emperor. Oh, okay. It's actually out of Montreal as well. Um, were they Ottawa? The... They might be out of Ottawa, but they're out of Quebec. Only reason I said that because I was listening to Turned Out a Punk, yeah. and they mentioned that and something right. about. I Ottawa. saw them play live before. Really, I never they got into for them. Nine Inch Nails. Hmm. They essentially play, I feel like, one song for like forty minutes. They remind um, me of Sleep in some weird. Yeah, way. I mean, yeah, yeah. definitely, that's yeah. probably the good. Um, and then there's another band I talked about before, maybe Seventy Five Dollar Bill, which is largely like an instrumental. But yeah, it's a really good album. I loved it a lot more than I thought it was going to. Yeah, it was really, really good. So, do you have anything else? Because I have various music newses. Mark told me that Julianna Hetfield has a new album out, oh, and he nice. bought it right away. He said it was fantastic. Oh, it nice. kind of harkens back to her old style. Mm-hmm. He was a big Julianna Hatfield fan. I was too. Um, I am too, I guess I didn't. Um, we were talking about just like, I, I, like no one talks about her anymore. Yeah. Nothing, like does she tour anymore? Apparently she did like a album all of covers. Oh, really? Like, she's been recording and doing stuff. I just never really hear too much about her. So we were talking about just, like, different singer-songwriters, like, in that, mm-hmm. um, in the 90s or whatever. Yeah. I never listened to Julianna Hatfield that much. I was more probably Liz Fair than Julianna. Like, it yeah. was just weird, the camps of people. Uh-huh. And just, like, whatever you would, like, I had the Julianna Hatfield 3. Yeah. After that, I got, 
like I love that the heart is the the heart is burning. Yeah, burning, I feel like that song was everywhere. Yeah, I mean all it's that. It's a great song. No one talks about. And then I kind of like never listened to her again. And that's kind of how like Liz Fair was. My to sister is another one. My yeah, my sister okay. was like her big thing. Because yeah, she she did the spin the bottle song too, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I I think like um I like them both. But I feel like Liz Fair really ate Julian Hanfield's lunch. I could see that, um, yeah. And it might be because she had, like, more stage presence. Because we were saying that, and then I was talking about, like, I always had a, a thing that sounds kind of weird. I always liked Sheryl Crow. Like, I never talked about it that much. Uh-huh. But, like, her first album was it Sunday Night Music, whatever. Yeah. The one with, like, all I want to do is have some fun. Uh-huh. It's a good album, but when she, like, reinvented herself and came back with, like, what If It Makes You Happy, that had, like, all yeah. those songs mm-hmm. on it. Like, I thought it was, I love Sheryl Crow. Right. I think she's awesome. I do, too. That second album... Cheryl Crow. I like a lot. Is it Cheryl Crow? Yeah. And it has this L, like, the first song, I think it's called, They're Out There, and it starts, it's like, it really, like, drum and bass, and there's this line, like, I I went down to Pensacola, all yeah, I found yeah. was a bunch of holy roll. It is such a weird and song. And she's, like, actually a very amazing lyricist that yeah. she doesn't get as much credit as she should. There's a really opinion. good, I should pull that out. There's a song that I think it's called Superstar, Getting Older. Yeah, it's a really good, I mean, it's a solid album. But that was also in the era, I feel like, you were good for one album and then everyone stopped caring yeah. about you. But yeah, she's really good. Then she married Lance Bass, right? Or Lance, um, the guy with one leg. Lance nut. Armstrong. Lance Armstrong. She doesn't have one leg. I said one nut. What? I meant to say one nut. He had cancer. I guess he got testicular. I don't remember. Yeah, they nutted him. But yeah, she hasn't been married for him for a while. Yeah. But um, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Julian Hatfield, apparently, I, I might, oh, nice. Mark really liked it. I was listening to some of it today when we were cooking dinner yeah. and I thought it was really yeah. good. I'll have to check it out. Um, what else you got? So I do have a few other exciting things. Um, and I'm going to talk about two singles I got released. We're going to talk about other stuff first. Genesis is fucking touring. I know. If it wasn't COVID... I see, would... I actually do not like Genesis. But... So I will almost see anybody. Yeah. And to hear Land of Confusion or a couple of the Genesis songs. Mm-hmm. But I, did you, like, you don't have regular cable... Did Phil Collins have, like, is something wrong with him? Does he have cancer or something? I thought he was talking about this. He, he almost stopped performing. He, like... He just, is just sitting. And when yeah, I think he, he can't cancer, even yeah. stand up or whatever, like, what they've showed. So I was like, ah, I don't mm-hmm. know if that would be the most fun to yeah. see. But I, Mark was like, if it wasn't COVID time, yeah. Mark loved the Genesis. There are some tough ones because Dinosaur Jr. is touring. I would love to see Dinosaur Jr. Um, they're touring, like, in November, December, and I think we're going to be back in COVID restriction. Same thing with OCs and all them witches. I think King Gizzard and I think they're touring. King Gizzard. King Giz has a new album coming Maybe out. Maybe they have a new album out. I, I did see the OCs are playing like the Union Transfer yeah. or something. And like I love the Union Transfer. I hope they do well, but I'm kind of still like, eh. Yeah, eh. it's tough. Like Dinosaur Jr. was the tough one. And I might still relent on that. Um, Ty Seagal was supposed to play. Um, and I was going to go see him at one point, but. Angel also released an album called Songs of the Lark and Other Memories that's sort of a weird yeah. best of. Yeah, like she just keeps recycling. But, but it's not even, it's it's a best of of All Mirrors and that song, yeah. the album she did after All Mirrors. Which was just, yeah, it's very bizarre. There's a remix on that album by Jewel, speaking of singer-songwriters of the huh, 90s. I never could get into Jewel. I was, it was Snaggletooth. Yeah. Is she the one with the Snaggletooth? Yeah. I just uh, wasn't really into her. She's from Alaska, you know. I do. I think she had, like, a whole career, like, now as a country star. Yeah, she, she just straight went country. Good for whatever. Like, I never hated her. Um, I just wasn't a... Yeah. On the local front, David Maxim Mickick. 
okay. who was like a Serbian composer who I reviewed way early on. Yeah, I remember he that. He has something coming out. I'll probably revisit him. That's cool. That was like in Podcast 3 when I think I just discovered Bandcamp. And yeah. he was really good. I like him. I still Red Fang, I think, is coming out with something yeah. new, too. Um, St. Vincent's album came out. What um, did, did you listen? I got to listen more. It's very, like what she said is she was shooting for mid-70s radio rock. And it is very mid-70s radio rock. <laughs> I mean, it's, my brother says, like, it's, it's, it sounds like a combination of her and Steely Dan. And I was like, yeah, it does. I got to listen to it again. I was distracted. I was like, I got to listen to this when I have time. Yeah. St. Vincent, Generator. And then, of course, the other news. And this is good. Two so, first off, to back up even more, Garbage released their second single. Oh, I did not um, listen to the song. I liked it a lot. It's um, No Gods, No Masters, the title track. It is a very early. I honestly song. thought it was the same song that she, that she just like was. No, no <laughs> I um, didn't listen to it, but I, I did see. No I made the same mistake, by the way. <laughs> and I think there's a third song coming out soon, but which means they'll probably end up streaming that album two weeks before. Yeah, I think so. Uh, no gods, no masters. It's very early '80s. The video they put out in a video, and I said the. Along with the they sound like of the have song. these like monk hoods on or something. Okay, so I did see the right thing, but I thought it was the old song. Don't call visual aid. Um, the um, the aesthetic of the video and the sound of the song reminds me of this. Soft, oh, cell, soft cell, soft erotic cabaret. Okay. I would say it's an album I love, but really there's only one song on I here. Like, I what love. am I looking at? Do you know what song I love on this album? What? It, um, Tainted Love? No, I like Tainted Love. Sex Dwarf is on this album. I don't know if I... I never really listen to Sex Dwarf. Oh, Sex... Album. I'm going to play it after. I love that okay. song. It's it's the exact opposite. It's super... It's super... I feel like it would be an LB. Did you ever listen stuff. to Faux Real then? Yeah. That Mark is like in, yeah. in love with the other. How do you feel about going to shows? Just because, what, about... A, fuck, about three weeks ago. By the time we have this out, it'll be like six weeks ago. There was a, a hardcore show in uh, New York, yeah. New York at Thompson Square Park with Blood Clots, which is like John Joseph from the Cro-Mags. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Wisdom and Chains played a uh, bunch of different, like some of the old school, like New York hardcore. Yeah. Anyway, people were like really up in arms. Like you, you saw it go either way. It was yeah. all like, fuck you. This is for our mental health. And it's like, there was no masks. Mm-hmm. It was outside. And then you kind of hear that they, they might have lied on the permit that's saying that Ooh. it was going for something else. I haven't researched that much. But like when I saw that, I was kind of like, eh, mm-hmm. I'm not ready for a show like yeah. that. And I know they've come out more with, you know, we're getting a lot more vaccinated. Where I might feel more safe come next month mm-hmm. or August, you know. Like I'm, I've been to the Phillies game. I'm going to the Phillies game on Thursday, yeah. but it's limited to like ten thousand capacity, and you're mm-hmm. not like right on top of each other. Especially a hardcore show, mm-hmm. you have people like, like uh, it's just crazy. Yeah. I, I don't know. So how do you feel about going to shows? <sighs> I am sorry. Like I'm very wary. It's tough, especially like something like I said, something at the man or something that's out in the open. I'm not as wary about. Yeah. You know, I'm a little bit. If there's more vaccine data on how long it's good, I might be a little bit. But yeah, I, I don't know. I feel weird about it. Um, like I said, I mean, several times. Uh, it's killing me to not see Dinosaur Jr., who I've never actually seen live before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm, st- I'm going back and forth, but I think it's going to swing back the other way a bit uh, after the summer. 
Um, especially with all the shit happening in India right now. Yeah, that shit's scary. Yeah. Yeah, I was just wondering your opinion on it. Like, because part of me is like, because you know the Phillies stadium's going back to 100% Yeah, I remember you saying, in, yeah. In June or whatever. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I just, I don't feel comfortable being that close to people right yeah. now. I also don't trust people. Yeah, you know. And it's even crazier with, like, concerts. Uh-huh. And shows, especially like the smaller hardcore shows I would go, like people are like, you know, dancing and yeah. singing and screaming and it's just like, it, I don't want to think that way, but yeah. um, I don't know. It's starting to happen. Starting to see and I guess it's got to happen at some point. Yeah, like I, I can't really, I don't know, like that whole hardcore show pop up, as I said, people were like slamming these mm-hmm. people and then apparently like a week later there was a show in LA mm-hmm. and people didn't seem to complain about that. It's just, it's just interesting to see shit, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Like I, we'll see if I brave a movie theater. See, I don't mind going to Oaks because usually I'm the only person there. Yeah, but Oaks I have a pretty. feeling they're gonna get rid of those showings. I have started watching uh, Snowpiercer again. It's oh, been pretty good. You never watched the show, but uh, there is a remake or a cover of Glory Box by Portishead, oh, and nice. I was like, I fucking love yeah. this show. Like <laughs> it was just awesome. I was like, I can't. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I have to go back and listen to Portis, mm-hmm. Portishead. Portishead hasn't listened to it in a while. But anyway, what you're saying about movie theaters, yeah, like, I don't know, like... Colonial still requires masks. I'm fine with that, like... I am too, but I'm just saying, like... But that, like, how for how long? Yeah. the mandate is, I think, public places you don't have to well, have Well, in Philadelphia, like, I think Pennsylvania by Memorial Day, everything's gone. I think, like, now, with masks... Well, there's the federal, but it's on a state-by-state basis. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. But anyway, who knows? So, we're running a little late. Um, next time, we'll have some more jokes, maybe. Jokes, We've got a little heavy. And we could talk about Wieners. The Bad Batch, if you've watched The Bad Batch. Star um, Wars. I Rock. haven't watched it. Uh, I probably will not. Ah. It's bad, but bad means good. But yeah, I'll talk about Snowpiercer more, because I'm almost, almost through it. Yeah. And Grey's Anatomy got uh, re-upped another season. Oh. So, people are kind of like, just fucking kill it. And maybe... Just maybe. Ooh. Well, the topic. All right. Bye, everybody. Later. Later, please.